listening to the Washington Weekly Review. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kaylin McCain. It's the week of June 4, 2022. Our local stories this week feature school lunch, human rights, and graduation. But first, the big picture. The Iowa Department of Public Health has abruptly withdrawn grants for regional First Five initiatives weeks after announcing recipients. The First Five program aims to support health care providers in early detection and help for children with developmental delays. Washington County was a winner of one of those grants. Public Health Director Emily Tokheim said the shift was disappointing. Last month we had shared with you all that um, we were the recipient of the First Five grant for our six-county service area. Um, We received an email um, about two weeks ago, Friday, May 13th, that the state has decided to pull all awards for that contract, um, and they will will no longer um, be awarding that per the applications that we wrote. We were submitted and we were awarded. They are within every right to do that. Um, That certainly did not make us happy, and we were very disappointed to see that news. An IDPH spokesperson said the grants were withdrawn due to issues scoring the applications, but declined an interview. Tokheim said the state left local agencies largely in the dark. We've heard rumors, and I've heard, um, I had heard conversations prior to um, knowing that they were going to cancel this contract, but again, nothing has been substantiated, and we're hoping we get some sort of answer is kind of where we're at right now. Um, I did receive an email yesterday, I think it was, um, sharing what they can share with us as far as their intent going forward. And all that they will tell us at this point is that their best anticipation is that we can expect the first five contracts to be extended by six months to December 31st. Our current contract ends uh, June 30th. They, like I said, their current um anticipation is that they will extend that to the end of the year. Um, We don't know the purpose for this. We've certainly heard some rumors, but none of them that have been confirmed. And so um, we are patiently waiting and hoping that we get a better answer than just we're not doing that anymore. Um, But we will wait and see if we get that answer. Still, Tokheim said she didn't expect a cancellation or major overhaul of the First Five program. We aren't hearing that they're going to replace it at this time. All that they're saying at this point is they're going to extend it, but they won't tell us for how long. So they're not, as far as I'm aware, they're not talking about replacing the program. Um, The anticipation based on the work we have done with them so far is that services will be maintained in all of our counties. Um, Services will not change. we know that, and actually through the grants, um, although funding has been decreased in these grants, they're expecting more from local public health. That's the big picture. Stay tuned for the local news after the break. Todd Hahn Construction is an award-winning custom home builder with a 28-year history in the greater Iowa City area. Hahn's goal is to build you the finest quality custom home while providing you with a positive experience along the way. It's one of the many reasons they've been named the Iowa City Area Home Builder of the Year time and time again. A custom home is more than just a house. It's the culmination of a dream and years of hard work. Todd Hahn Construction makes that dream come true by always putting you, the customer, first. For more information, go to ToddHahnConstruction.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-A-H-N Construction.com. A Department of Agriculture program funding free school lunch for all students during the pandemic expires next school year. Washington school officials say they're worried. School board member Troy Sutchin said the transition might be difficult. I would say there would be a fear that we're going to have a lot less people go back to school lunches 
Okay, if they have to pay for them, then I guess what my, what I'm afraid of, they're not going to apply for it and they're not going to be able to pay for it, or they're not going to budget to pay for it, or they're not going. I guess they're not going to pay for it one way or the other. I, I feel like there's going to be a really bad transition because it's something that up until this pandemic had been forever. I mean, it's just been there. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's gone. They don't have to worry about it. Now all of a sudden it's going to drop back. Curriculum director Rita Thode said while half of students were signed up to stay on free and reduced lunch this fall, the final number would likely be higher. Um, the free and reduced lunch number, I don't think that that's probably as high as it should be because they didn't have to apply because we have free lunches this year. So I'm guessing our numbers will go up next year. But if you look at those two numbers together, that's 50% of our students, and that's low, qualify for free or reduced lunch in our school district. Superintendent Willie Stone said overcoming stigmas about free and reduced lunch was half the battle. Still, he said students wouldn't go hungry. We will we'll track and the people who start to get behind. Kids will eat lunch. It's, it's hard because it's kind of, it's also a pride thing. And I applaud people for having pride. And there's a misunderstanding. I think some of the, well, if I apply for it, everybody will know. Actually, there's no, maybe there's two, two. There's two people two. in the district, two. See those apps and approve them. No one else in the district knows. Thode and Suchin stressed that signing up for free and reduced lunch would not put a strain on the district. And that, not, that number not only impacts their access to lunches, but it also impacts the support we get from the state. So it impacts our Title I dollars, it impacts a lot of other things. So it is a good thing for them to actually acknowledge it for their own health, but also for the district. Like you said, it is a pride thing, but they also think that they're hurting their own district and they're not hurting the district. They're actually helping us to get the funding to help them. Advocates are planning a march in Washington next weekend, calling for reproductive rights, medical privacy, and bodily freedom. The protest was sparked by the leaked Supreme Court draft opinion forecasting a reversal of Roe v. Wade. But event participant Barb Duder said it had a broader message. Expanding it into overall human rights. We are hoping that people on wherever they fall on the political spectrum will listen, at least hear our message and why it's important. When we take away rights for one group, especially the right of bodily autonomy, the right to go into a doctor's office and with your doctor make a medical decision, then we have eroded rights for many people. I mean, maybe today it's pregnancy. Maybe tomorrow it's something like you choose not to vaccinate your child. There was a lot of fear surrounding COVID. People would not wear masks because it was, their, it was my body, my choice. And they refused the vaccine because it was my body, my choice. And yet they don't feel that right extends to individuals who find themselves needing to terminate a pregnancy. Still, for many, the march is about abortion. Robin Plattenberger Gilmore, a retired physician involved with the event, said the issue was top of mind. I'm old enough to remember when uh, women didn't have legal abortions access and um, they would go to back alleys and pay for abortions for people who were not qualified, and then they risked 
their fertility for the rest of their life, or maybe they got septic. And I remember when women died, I remember very well a woman dropping dead in the parking lot of a grocery store in Cedar Rapids when I was in high school. And it was from an abortion that was not done by a medical professional. Gilmore said the message was aimed less at policymakers and more at community members. Well, it should be aimed at everybody in the community. A good percentage of the population disagrees with the things that the Iowa legislature has done in the past couple of years. And so we want people to know their talking points so that they can call their legislatures and tell them what their thoughts are regarding individuals' right to privacy, individuals' right to choice. And um, sometimes they just need to have somebody else help them find the words to say what is upsetting them and what they want their their representative to do and to say. So we need to reclaim our individual voices and make our concerns known. Last weekend marked graduation season for many in Washington County. The ceremony was a first for Washington High School Principal Teresa Beanblossom, who started in the position this school year. For Mid Prairie, 2022 was the last year for another major administrator. Longtime Superintendent Mark Schneider spoke at commencement, his last one before retirement. All graduating classes are special to me, but this one is extra special. Besides having two granddaughters and a great niece in this class, this is also my last graduating class as Mid Prairie Superintendent. Graduates, this year more than any other, I can identify with some of what you are feeling. Part of you is excited about the new opportunities in front of you. Part of you might be anxious and maybe even a little scared about possible future challenges. And part of you may be feeling some sadness because you are leaving a great school, a wonderful environment, and daily interactions with friends who have been there with you over the years. So how do I adequately recognize this special event? I want you to think back to kindergarten. If you attended Mid Prairie, Sometime during that year, I probably came into your classroom to read you a book. So I am reaching for a book written by that great philosopher, Pete the Cat. Schneider thanked the community before students walked to the stage. It has been my pleasure and honor to serve you and the Mid Prairie community for the last 21 years as your superintendent. With the graduates' indulgence, I want to thank the community for all your support patience, understanding, and kindness. I have been truly blessed. I want to wish each of the graduates and the Mid Prairie Community School District much success in the years ahead. Congratulations and good luck. Thank you. That's the local news. Stick around for the best news I've heard all week, right after this. Heads up, primary elections are Tuesday, June 7. Contested local races include the Republican House District 92 race between Jaron Rosine and Heather Hora, the Republican District 3 County Supervisor race between Marcus Fedler and Bill Polk, and the County Recorder race between Teresa Mangold and Dawn Fallhays. Keep an eye on our website for results Tuesday night, and tune in next week for a follow-up story. This is an unsponsored announcement for public benefit.
And now, the best news I've heard all week. Mar Park hosted its annual fishing derby for people with disabilities on Wednesday. The event went well, according to organizer and Kiwanis Noon Club member Luke Horrock. I guess for me, the neat thing about this is that, first and foremost, it's fantastic to see these participants um, be able to fish and to have things kind of catered to them um, to have a successful fishing event for them. And uh, to see the excitement and uh, to see the uh, enthusiasm when they catch a fish or when they're fighting a fish, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's just fantastic to see. For many of these guys, um, the participants, this is, they look forward to this from, from, from one year to the next. This is like the big thing for them for the summer. So um, that in, its, in itself is reason why I think so many people get behind this. But uh, yeah, we had, a, we had a great, great turnout. The weather was perfect. Um, we had 48 fish that were caught and two turtles. And that, that happens to be, I think, a pretty close record. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is copyrighted property of the Southeast Iowa Union, which is owned by the Gazette. Our music is royalty-free, the rest of our audio is not. If you're interested in having an ad or message read on air, give our office a call. The number is 319-653-2191. You can support the show for free by sharing it with someone. It helps us out a lot. That's all for now. This has been the Washington Weekly Review. I have been Kalen McCain. Have a great week.